What's up, everybody? This is Coach Gino from 10th Planet Daily City, and this is the 10th Planet Daily City podcast. Here you'll find updates from our gym. You'll find news from MMA and other combat sports and results from our competition team. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Four fights this past weekend in the point kickboxing tournament we had in San Francisco. Logan, Nicole, Mino, and John all came out with wins. Uh, Logan and Nicole both had two fights. Logan lost his second by decision, and Nicole got a stoppage on her second fight. So real good. Um, really, really happy with the results from this past weekend, and I'm happy to see the team going strong with the competitions, and we're just going to keep the ball rolling and keep pushing to find more competitions and stay active. So, again, this was a point kickboxing rule set, semi-contact, no knockouts allowed, and it's a rule set we've been competing in pretty frequently. For those on the team who are looking to try out fighting and who want to compete, this is a good way for you to start getting some experience, these semi-contact bouts. Obviously, reach out to me. Let me know. First, we got to get you into sparring, get you into hard training, and then we can start looking at getting you into a PKB. So, again, the Point Geek Boxing Tournament had a good turnout there. We also had one fighter, Bryson, who fought in a full contact amateur bout that same night at the same venue. And he unfortunately lost a split decision, but I thought he did great. I thought he won the fight. He took it to his opponent, really pressed him, and really pressured him. Unfortunately, they didn't like his technique or his style. They wanted to see more Muay Thai techniques. Bryson was really aggressive getting into the clinch, moving forward, and he threw a lot of hands, but the judges wanted to see more kicks, apparently. That's what I was told after the fight. They wanted to see more stand-up. They didn't want to see as much clinch, which confused me a little bit because I know Muay Thai, there is a lot of styles that are clinch-heavy and knee-heavy, and... I thought that doing the damage would be enough, but, you know, what can you do? That's what the judges saw. They wanted to have more kicks involved, so we'll work on adding that to Bryson's game. But overall, I'm proud of Bryson and what he did. It was a really good event, a very, very uh, big event. Uh, so um, uh, big shout-out to Legends Promotions. I know Crew Sam and my uh, worked hard to get that event going. Hopefully, we can do more of those in the city. It's really good. Daily City is super close to San Francisco, so we're going to keep trying to jump on those events as much as we can. Uh, upcoming in the future, we have Bryson again competing in uh, on October 2nd in Stockton, and he's going to be having a MMA bout up there. So all the best to Bryson. Uh, this coming weekend, we have Naga in Redwood City. Now, Naga tournament is a jiu-jitsu tournament. I really like Naga. It's one of the events that you get really good experience in when you start competing. They they give you a good, very, very open rule set where they allow you to open up on submissions and they allow the intermediate level to do a like, basically all submissions. So I like those tournaments where they, they kind of let you go ahead and have a freedom with the type of submissions you want to throw. So for those of you who aren't aware, a lot of tournaments won't allow reaping, which is bringing the leg over the center line when you're attacking on the legs. Um, and they also, a lot of tournaments don't allow certain leg locks, but Naga's pretty open. They allow a lot of leg locks. They allow a lot of 
things that other tournaments don't allow. And uh, it's really good for those who want to open up their game and want to try to play around in that rule set. So Naga's coming up. We have some kids jumping on that event along with some adults. Uh, so it should be a good turnout. I unfortunately won't be able to stay all day. I'll try my best to make it out for some of the events. But this uh, weekend should be a good time at the Naga event. So Naga Redwood City, looking forward to that. Next week, I'll provide updates on the results from that tournament. So we have a good amount of events coming up. Along with, in November, Logan should be fighting again in Ontario. So uh, this is Ontario, California. If uh, any of our teams are able to make it out, it would be great to show support. We don't have that many folks out in Ontario. So if you guys want to come out and show support, it is going to be really good to see the team show show out and really show their support. So, yes, if you are coming out, let me know. Uh, the fight should be on November 2nd, I, if I'm not mistaken. So we should have a good, busy fall. And uh, once December and winter rolls around, we'll see what we'll end up jumping into then. So uh, on the horizon, uh, we've got a lot of fights coming up, and we should be seeing our team, our competition team, very active. Over at the gym, uh, we will be continuing our classes and our training as usual. So this week, come on in, everyone. Hope to see you all then. And yeah, so that's it for the team updates. And now let's move on to the combat sports news updates so this past weekend the probably the biggest news uh, adcc the abu dhabi combat club had their how, how do you say it it had their um 2022 events uh, and the adcc event comes around only only every two years so it is a very very prestigious event especially for the nogi uh team and uh, you know the nogi community is is considered for me to be the top of the jiu-jitsu and grappling circuit i mean when it comes down to grappling nogi jiu-jitsu is the most exciting in my opinion and abu dhabi really showcases all the best in the nogi game around the world so um this Past ADCC 2022, uh, it's the first one since 2019, and I believe they were supposed to um, have it every two years, right? But uh, obviously, because of COVID, they couldn't have it in 2021. So the 2022 event is, uh, I mean, it just happened this past weekend, and it was a really, really uh, spectacular event. I'm really, really impressed with how that went through. So let's uh, run through the winners of the ADCC tournament uh, and we will go ahead and start from the top and off the bat everyone knows uh, Gordon Ryan Gordon Ryan probably the top jiu-jitsu no-gi prodigy I mean prodigy but uh, phenom I should say he killed it killed. Gordon Ryan Ran through everyone in his division, subbed everyone real quick. In the finals, he went up against his old teammate, Nicky Rodriguez, and got the heel hook with under three minutes. Gordon Ryan on a tear. Top of the Nogi game for sure. You got to respect his game. Even if you hate him, even if you don't like his style, Gordon Ryan is at the top of his game. 
at the minus 99 kilogram division, Kanyan Duarte. In the finals match with uh, Craig Jones, there was some controversy over that. Kanyan was on top the whole time and was getting penalties for stalling. Craig Jones was on bottom and couldn't do much. I'm a big fan of Craig, and I like his style, but uh, Kanyan just shut him down, and, and Craig couldn't do anything from the bottom. And that again, the controversy was if Kanyan was doing enough on top to avoid what they call stalling in jiu-jitsu, but... You know, when you got Craig Jones on bottom, you got to be careful. Craig Jones is, I mean, really, really nice with the entanglements from the bottom, and he's really good getting under and, and getting to the attacks on the bottom. So if you don't negate his movement on the top, uh, then you're going to have trouble with him on bottom. So, you know, Kanye got the goal. He did what he had to do. It wasn't the most exciting, and some people may be upset of that, but what can you do? Again, it's Craig Jones on the bottom you're dealing with. Now, uh, moving on to the... Minus 88 kilogram division, uh, Giancarlo Bodani and Lucas Barbosa. Now, I'm not too familiar uh, with uh, Bodani, but man, he had a he went on a tear, uh, and and it looks like he ran through everyone as well, and he was killing it. Um, another American to get the gold this weekend. Man, the American the Americans really had a good show at this event, and this event showed how much jujitsu has progressed. Um, there was more American winners than the Brazilian winners, which is uncommon. Giancarlo really made a statement, and I mean, he got the gold, and uh, in a decisive fashion. Uh, man, in the negative, uh, the minus seventy-seven kilogram. Excuse me. Uh, we had man, this division was crazy. This crazy. I mean, highlight for me was definitely PJ Barch. Uh, beating JT Torres in a huge upset. PJ Barch, one of the top 10th planet competitors, went up against JT Torres and and a huge upset. Got the double leg takedown, passed on JT, which you you rarely ever see. JT Torres is a two-time defending champ, and he was not even on the pedestal. Uh, this this uh, the podium, I not pedestal. He wasn't even on the podium because uh, PJ took him out. And it was great to see PJ get that shine on. Unfortunately, PJ didn't get to, to medal either. He didn't make it to the podium. But man, the 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 finals, Cade Rotolo versus Mika Galau. My God, the Rotolo twins made a huge statement this weekend as well. Cade Rotolo and Micah, Mika Galvao, Micah Mika, I don't know. They had a back and forth in in the finals, but Cade was the I mean, was able to get the heel hook on Mika Galvao, and I don't think anyone's ever subbed Mika, but Cade was able to dig that out. The Rotolo brothers, man, watch out! Everyone in the game, watch out! The Rotolo brothers, we have all known for years. Those who have been in the jiu-jitsu community, they know the Rotolo brothers are the top of the top. But man, this was a crazy statement that he made, just running through most everyone and just killing it. The the man, I was so impressed with them uh, this weekend. And moving on to the under 66 kilograms, um, Gabriel Souza and Diego Reyes, Baby Shark and Pato. Man, uh, uh, Reyes uh, won the division. Uh, man, I was super impressed with both these guys. Man, it was it was a really a dogfight for those two, and it was a it was a tough tough battle for them. Uh, I think Reyes ended up getting the the points win, and it was just. One of those, one of those events. Uh, you know, Brazilian versus Brazilian. The game was super, super tight for both of them. They both were able to negate each other and wasn't able to get the sub. But race came out on top with that point victory. So the uh, finally with the men's, the absolute division, uh, Yuri uh, was able to um, out 
score uh, Marigali and get the win uh, for gold. So uh, Yuri uh, was is going is going to face uh, Gordon Ryan uh, since Gordon Ryan won his match uh, with Galvao. We'll go over that later. But man, the absolute division you cannot deny the Tyratolo match versus. Um, Nicholas Muragali, that match was insane. Ty Rotolo, man, everyone, I thought he won, and I thought he did enough to win, but they gave the decision to Muragali. Muragali ends up going against Simones in the finals. But I thought Ty should have been in the finals, but I don't know what happened there and what the mindset was for the judges. They gave that decision to Muragali. And um, Yuri, uh, on his match to get to the finals, he went up against Cyborg, and uh, Cyborg apparently got injured, couldn't couldn't uh, compete for the bronze, so Ty Rotolo was awarded the bronze. So the Rotolo twins, Ty gets the bronze in the absolute, Cade gets the gold in the minus 77 kilogram. What an event, man. These Rotolo twins had, this was crazy. I, I really recommend you guys to watch it back. If you guys have a friend you can get the flow grappling password from, go get it, watch these matches. They were insane, okay? Um, and the ADCC rule set is something different. It's very, very challenging. Like the, like I said, with the Duarte match, him getting uh, penalties for stalling with Craig Jones. It was really confusing how some of these rules work out. But it is what it is. Again, this is the the one of the rule sets that we have to deal with at the top of this game. Uh, and moving on to the women's division. So uh, starting with the plus 60 kilogram finals, Amy Campo versus Rafaela Guedes. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Um, Gabby Garcia gets the bronze and I thought, you know, everyone thinks Gabby Garcia is always going to win. She's gigantic and she's just crazy strong, but ended up being Campo and Guidas for the finals and Campo, man, at the end, almost 20 seconds left, she gets the victory via, you know, one point, one point when she ends up getting the back at the very end of the match and gets the victory, man, what a turn of events. Watch that match if you haven't. It's crazy good. Sorry, excuse me. Watch that event. Uh, and in the uh, under 60 kilograms, uh, Fionn Davies versus Brianna St. Marie. This was a, a good match too. Fionn, man, she, Davies was on another level. She was just on top of Brianna from the start and just couldn't, and Brianna could not do anything. But man, again, one of those also, one of those where the the bronze medalist was expected to win. Bia Mesquita. Bia Mesquita, one of the top female jujitsu practitioners. She was uh, expected to again go for gold, uh, but she wasn't able to compete in the final. She ended up winning the bronze medal. So yeah, overall this whole event was insane. It was a crazy event. It was really really fun to watch. Really exciting. Uh, watch back of the highlights if you guys have it, and and you'll see. And then on to this super fight. Andre Galvao versus Gordon Ryan. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this history. Galvao and Gordon have been going at it for years back and forth online. There's been the drama. Obviously, Gordon slapped Andre at that one who's uh, number one event. And it's it's been a lot of drama back and forth with these guys. So now we see finally the super fight come to fruition and it's finally here i mean gordon had his tear through the heavyweight division ran through everyone and it made it look easy we i thought everyone thought that he was going to have some trouble you know going through the division and then competing against galvao but he just pretty much annihilated everyone super super quick 
And by the time he was going up against Galvao on day two, he was still fresh as a daisy. And then Galvao came out. I mean, Galvao, I don't know when was the last time he was he was compete. He's competed, but man, he came out looking big, thick, and strong. You know, that Brazilian acai, whatever they're doing over there, you know what I'm saying? That I mean, he was he was big and strong and he looked like ready to go. He was jumping around, getting warmed up and doing his thing. And Man, once the match started, it was going at it. Like, they were going at it. Galvao gets that quick takedown on Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan um, works his guard. And then Gordon starts attacking the legs right away. And he was deep on some attack attacks on the leg. Galvao was able to defend them. Uh, and Gordon was just patient on bottom, working, working. Gordon eventually finds his way to Galvao's back. And and he's once he's on Galvao's back, he's just working to work um, on Finding the choke, finding the choke. It took a while. I didn't know if he could. I mean, there's a lot of time left But when Gordon got the back, but I wasn't sure if he would be able to, to finish Galvao, but he eventually traps the arm and gets under the chin and sinks in the choke and and finishes it. And, and Gordon Ryan, man, what a savage, man. It was good to see at the end of the match, there was respect between Galvao and Gordon. And, you know, after all the drama, all the words exchanged, they were able to settle a difference on the mat. It really was like a passing of the torch, Galvao passing it on to Gordon. And, you know, Gordon's got to, you know, prove that he's the GOAT, you know, and ha wanted to prove that he's the GOAT. And this is definitely a step toward that. And if he's not the GOAT already... You know, he just needs to get the titles up to to start racking up those medals and try to get that those championships up so that he can be undeniable. And, you know, I think he is the top of the top, especially in Nogi. And I think he's top of the top whether he puts the gi on or not. You know, put the gi on the guy and try to try to go. I don't think it makes a difference whether he puts the gi on or not. I think he's going to smash anyone at this point. If you, if you try to grapple Gordon Ryan, you are getting subbed. And uh, I think that's just the way it is these days. So... I think Gordon Ryan, definitely top of the game, top dog. Watch out. We'll see how he's doing. I mean, he's apparently, after the, after the match, he said he's only been like performing at 70% capacity. Let's see once he gets up and, and goes into that 100%, uh, you know, starts really pushing and hitting the gas. And Gordon's really young. He's only 27, I believe. And imagine once he gets to his prime in his 30s, man, I can't imagine how, that, how crazy that guy's going to be. But again... He's got to keep raising the bar up. He's still got to keep pushing that up. So, no, so, you know, if he wants to keep that GOAT status for an extended period of time, he's got to keep raising the bar. Because those twins, I'm telling you, those twins are coming. Ty and Kate, watch out. They're coming for that title, for that GOAT title. I don't know. Again, they, 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 they really have so much potential these young guys in jiu-jitsu, they're just killing it from such an early stage. We're seeing the, the generation change. We're seeing the the new folks come in, uh, the kids that have been training for a long time in the no-gi, and, and they're just killing the game. So you cannot sleep on these guys. you got to watch out for them, and they are coming for heads. They're coming for necks. They are going to be on a, a, a roll that I don't think any of us can even imagine how, how big these guys will get. And this is what it's going to take to get jujitsu to more mainstream audiences and to see the sport grow better. And and we saw the sport grow exponentially. Look, there was just a huge event. It was in, in, in Las Vegas. They they this place was packed. The the crowd was great. The, the the just the energy of the whole event. I was so impressed with the production. You know, we still got so much uh more we can do with this sport and so much more uh, we can educate the audience with so that everyone can understand how 
great the sport is. You know, right now it's it's mainly the spectators are all folks who train and people who are watching the sport don't really understand it unless they train. You know, like the folks who don't train in jujitsu will not really understand this rule set. But you know, hopefully we can find more folks interested after this event and we can we can keep growing jujitsu uh, and especially the nogi game and that's something that you know my coach eddie has always wanted he always wanted to see nogi grow to a, a place where we would really be seeing a lot of spectators coming in to watch and that just creates more opportunities for everyone the competitors the coaches the the promotions you know more money in the bank for everyone so that we can we can make this sport greater than it is and I, I really am excited to see the future of it so adcc 2022 man i'll probably still be circling back to some of the moments in this tournament this two-day event it was so amazing I'm, I'm 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 going to be referencing it a lot in this podcast in the future i'm sure of it so um yeah that's my wrap up for adcc let's move on to uh other news uh jose aldo has officially announced his retirement from MMA. And Jose Aldo, probably my favorite mixed martial artist, period. Uh, Jose, um, Jose, whatever you want to say, he's he's been top of the top for a long time. Came into the UFC, was, was given basically right off the bat. Everyone knew he was the champ coming from the WEC. After the tear he had on, on the WEC, you know, murdering everyone with crisp striking and really, really devastating low kicks and just an explosive, explosive striking arsenal. Jose Aldo is is one of those guys, you'll never see him in a boring fight. He's always, always bringing it. And he's one of my favorites of all time and probably is my favorite of all time. Just his style, his demeanor. You know, say what you want to say, even... After the Connor fight, the first one, I still think if they rematch, Jose would take that back if he, he was able to fight Connor again. I think he just got too emotional with that first fight with Connor. And if they had fought again, I think he would have the advantage. Uh, but, you know, we'll never see that rematch. Jose is retiring. He's leaving the sports. And, you know, he's leaving the sports on his own terms. And I hope that he is in good health. I, I just hope that. I mean, he lost his last event to Tachito Vera, and uh, he decided to hang it up. He he wanted to run for the title, but that he knew after losing it to Tachito that his title run was probably over. So he's leaving. He's in good health. He's not forced to retire because of bad health, I hope. But, you know, I, I think Jose Aldo deserves a lot of respect. And if you haven't watched Jose Aldo fight before, go online, YouTube his highlights, and just be amazed at what this man has done in the cage. It is amazing. Man, one of my favorites of all time. I Just just watch him, and you will see why. Just watch his, him fight. Any of his WEC, WEC fights, amazing. And then one, my favorite moment from him, I think, was his jumping double knee on, on Cub Swanson. Um, or maybe the, the fight where he just uh, need Chad Mendes... Uh, to death and, and jumped into the crowd at the UFC event. And man, he's had so many years of great experiences. I'm just so happy that he is able to retire in good health. And um, I'm, I'm not, I would, would hate to see like him just, you know, really getting hurt and really getting, you know, messed up and, and like seeing his 
career derail because of uh you know him not being able to quit early. I mean, Jose is still one of the top contenders in in the UFC, so he wasn't like he wasn't on a big string of losses or not. I mean, he was he was on his way up. I think just uh let me look up Aldo's record real quick. I know he I believe he won right before Aldo, uh, I'm sorry, before Chito uh oh, what am I saying? It's not Chito, it's Marab. He had three in a row before Marab, and he beat Chito. I'm so mistaken. It was a loss to Marab, and Marab, one of my guys, I mean, Marab really just grabbed him and held him, and he, it didn't really, you know, mess Aldo up so much, but he did lose to Marab by decision, and, you know, he decided to hang it up. But what can you do? Uh, Aldo, again, one of the greatest of all time, can't deny him, definitely one of the guys you got to respect in this game. Um, and, yeah. So all the best to Jose Aldo. Um, moving on to boxing news, Canelo Triple G. Now, this fight I wasn't so interested in, in watching. I haven't watched it actually. Uh, Canelo wins uh, via decision, but just wanted to kind of touch base on this. I mean, Canelo versus Triple G. Who was looking for this fight? Who I I don't know. I wasn't looking for this fight. I thought. You know, it's, maybe it should have been one one uh, since this was the, it was their trilogy fight. Maybe it should have been one one. Uh, Golovkin maybe could have won the first one. Canelo definitely won the second, but uh, looked like Canelo won a unanimous decision uh, on the third fight. But I'm just wondering, you know, what is going on here? <laughs> you know, Canelo is one of those guys. I mean, he is the guy in boxing. Excuse me. He's the guy in boxing. And, and you know, I really thought he was going to fight Charlo or he was going to fight Benavidez or or something along those lines. I mean, after his loss to Bival, you know, I did not expect him to fight Triple G. But, you know, that's boxing for you. Sometimes, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And sometimes guys just get matched up just to get them matched up, to get them back on the, the winning column. So, you know, what can you do? It's the way it is. Canelo, Triple G, um, Canelo wins uh, via decision. Uh, Triple G got mad love for him. I love the way he fights. Dude's got a, a great chin. One of the greatest fighters uh, I've I've watched, but it wasn't his night. And I guess Canelo's just got his number. I really hope they don't do a fourth one, but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe maybe some people want to watch it. I don't know. I, mean, I don't. So uh, what can you do? Um. Yeah, and another uh, fight I did not watch, Sanhagen versus Song. Now, let me pull up these results. I believe Sanhagen won via decision. Let me look it up. Maybe he... Uh, oh, no. KO round four. Oh, man. I got to watch this fight. Uh, it looks like the doctor stopped it. I'm looking at the headlines right now. Doctor stoppage. And that is a great win for Corey Sanhagen. You know, uh, Song is one of uh, the really like most dangerous dudes in that division. And, and for Corey to, to KO him makes a statement. Corey is a straight killer. I think he is going to be a champion one day. Um, when the time is right, he will get that. Uh, let's run through some of the other fights on this card. Uh, Chitty, Jokulani, Um I know Chitty. Chitty, for a while, I remember he fought my, my teammate, Alan Joban, a long time ago. And Gregory Rodriguez. Gregor, Gregory Rodriguez fought... And uh, KO'd him in round two. Looks like, man, I got to watch these fights back. Okay. So, Gregory Rodriguez, 
monster um definitely uh have been watching him he's one of those guys got crazy knockout power definitely take a watch for him uh, look out for him in the middleweight division and at featherweight they had andre philly versus bill algeo i don't know bill algeo but uh i know andre philly he's a he's a norcal guy he's with um a Ryan faber's camp up here at, in uh combat fit no not combat fitness uh ultimate fitness uh andre philly you know he's one of those guys Never count him out. You know, he can, he's a dog. He can get in there. He can fight and he's not, he's not backing down to any challenge. So, you know, all the best uh, for Andre Feely. Hopefully, you know, he can make that title run happen. And I think he has definitely a possibility to do so in the future. And yeah, um, one of the fights I was looking forward to, uh, Giga versus Sadiq, uh, it got canceled. Uh, so what can you do? Um, next event in the UFC, we're looking at Mackenzie Dern versus uh, Yan Xiaonan. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right either. Man, I suck at pronunciation. So um, I will work on that for the next one. Hopefully uh, that one is a barn burner. We will see if it's a good fight. Mackenzie Dern brings it all the time. And uh, yeah, uh, for the UFC, we are looking at a few more events uh, coming up uh, until... UFC 280 with Charles Oliveira and Islam Makachev. And oh my gosh, I can't wait for that one. Charles versus Islam is probably the most anticipated fight of the year. One of them, at least. And I can't wait for that one. Uh, we'll talk about that one another time uh, right now. I think uh, I'm going to wrap it up for this first podcast. Uh, I will try to do this weekly. We'll see how it goes. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns about anything, let me know. I want to make this podcast good for uh, the team and for combat sports fans. And, yeah, let me know if you guys have any requests or any insights that would help me. And I appreciate all of you for listening. hope you all have a good day. Take care and all the best. Train hard. Stay consistent.